Dr. Kyla Nicole, eventually I'll be doing the most, I'm sure, but I'm so excited to be here with you guys this afternoon um, or whatever time it is where you are or uh, when you're listening to this. I am just so honored that you have tuned in today to hear what I got to say. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Um, Today, I really want to talk about um, dismantling this idea of religion uh, as we see it. And I have waited for a really, really long time to address this um, from my perspective because I feel like I needed to grow and I needed to get some understanding and and, um, I needed to filter through certain experiences just to make sure that I was coming from a genuine place. So I'm super duper hype about it because um, people that I talk to in my, in my near and immediate circle, um, it, it is a topic and it's just something that I think we have to be real about at this point. Um, and I think we need to identify and expose what it is. So let's, let's rock and roll. Let's find it interesting, um, when we talk about religion and I'm pretty sure I've addressed this before, probably if you listen to my, like when I first, first began, Um, I probably have hit on some bits and pieces, but I'll give a little brief recap. You know, I grew up Baptist. I was saved, born again, and baptized, I guess, at least by the age of 11 and 12. Um, And I would say that I I had my first, like, real experience with with Christ around 13 or 14-ish. I can just remember sitting in service in Louisville, Kentucky, and um, just really being convicted by the message, really understanding the dynamic of worship and what it means to usher in the spirit and really connecting with the word. And I would say that that, that moment really marked me and it really made um, an impression in my life. But I will also say that, you know, when I left there and went back home to Illinois to my church where I grew up, you know, which again was Baptist, um, I just remember distinctly being able to identify the differences as far as what I would read in the word um, and the behavior of the saints, as we would say. Uh, And I think when you're younger, it's really, it can be sometimes challenging to differentiate between the two because you're really trying to learn and grow. as a, as a believer, you're really trying to understand like God's assignment for your life, your purpose, your will. Um, and so you just don't uh, pay attention maybe to some of the little nuances that kind of go on. And, and I'm always generic, sort of speaking this, because these podcasts aren't ever meant to offend or point out or place blame, but more so to just um, open the hearts and minds of people to provide perspective. And so I say all of those things because I, I get that feedback, like, give me more, give me more or dive into it. But, um, the point and the purpose of, of these for me are really, really just to jog the mind. You know what I mean? Provide perspective, allow you to think and be however it is you are, but to understand that it isn't just one way. So I just remember for me early on, 
Um, I, I, I had an issue with, with getting to know the word, understanding the word, and the treatment that I received from older individuals when I was coming up in church so much so that, um, I, you know, I was side-eyeing because when I was younger, I, I was a, you know, I, I, I was a hot, hot head, you know, um, I probably still got a little bit of that hot head. However, I'm, I'm older now, so it makes a little bit more sense to restrain yourself. But back then it was weird. You know, it was weird that we would, uh, have people in church that would testify, that would praise God, that would, um, you know, speak of his blessings so highly. But then when you saw them maybe in the church parking lot or in the restaurant, um, their behavior was not so appeasing or not so nice, shall I say, to maybe other people. Um, because my understanding had always been, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, love people as God has loved you, love those as he's loved you. Um, and, and I believe to the core of me today that that's the foundation of my, of my heart, which is, Hey, I love God. I love people. And I, I do try my best not to, um, you know, judge them or shame them or shun them, but to really understand, because when you see strange behavior, usually there's a story behind it. But again, that came for me as I was older. So when I was younger, it, it just was like, dang, you know what I'm saying? I still don't feel like I connected the dots until I was about 17. And um, I think I connected the dots at that point because I was 17 and pregnant, you know, growing up in church. Uh, it was a, you know, really big deal. And there were only a handful of people that truly still treated me as though I wasn't the scum of the earth. Um, and of course, you know, I always caution it to say that these are my feelings, my perspectives, my view. Sometimes people do things out of lack of understanding or lack of intention. However, you know, what you intended to happen and what actually happened are two different things. And I think we have to be accountable for both of them. And so I was treated so wild, you know, when I got pregnant by family, um, by the saints. And it so much so made me just say, hey, I'll just kind of sit home and read my word because... I truly don't want to be around these people or, or uh, individuals that are going to say one thing and kind of do another. Even in my limited understanding, that was a conviction that I had. Um, even in trying to get it right, I was just like, something about that feels off. Something about um, confessing Jesus is Lord over your life, but being nasty or having nasty behavior on a consistent basis um, is weird to me. And I, I emphasize consistent basis because none of us are perfect. We all fall short. We all miss the mark. We all are pressing towards something. No matter what it is that you believe in or how you believe in it, uh, whatever your connection is, I believe um, and I choose to believe positive intent in, in most instances. Um, but at the same time, it was still a thing. You know, I sat home. I read my Bible for years. Um, I grew my relationship with Christ in a room and, um, the experiences that I had as I grew through life from, you know, 17 to, I would even say now, which, you know, I'm 34 has truly shaped my experience, um, as a believer, as a Christian, you know, I thank God for the leadership that I was under when I, you know, hit in Jacksonville 19 and I stayed in that ministry until I was about 25, 26 um, until it was time for me to relocate and still stay connected with that ministry. Even when I got down into Georgia, um, 
But I would say that my transition from Jacksonville to Georgia was really the transitioning of me and understanding who I was as a believer, um, who Christ had called me to be, uh, the decisions that I would have to make, uh, the experiences that I would have to endure. I feel like that was me leaving the nest. I had gotten all this teaching for seven, eight years of my life. Um, and that was one of the things that I loved the most about that ministry was that um, it wasn't emotional. You know, we didn't hoop and holler and nah, you know, it wasn't no, yeah, you know, we, we didn't do all of that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that and not saying we didn't have those moments because we did. But it was coming into church, opening your word, explaining that word and 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 teaching me how to apply it to my life. Um, and it's something that I will, will never, ever take for granted because I do feel like it absolutely shaped and molded me on how to have a genuine relationship with God and how to have a genuine understanding of how to apply the word. Um, and that's the thing that I see um, a lot of people struggling with in this season of their lives. Uh, and, and even in the last couple years, I think I've seen and I probably have just not been as vocal about it as I should have. I did a video a couple years ago, um, on YouTube, just, you know, called you call yourself a Christian because this is a thing. Um, it's a real big thing to me guys. And, and I'm, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to pack it down. You know, I hope, uh, we're here for candid combo, but, um, it, it truly is something that I don't like it. I, I, I can't, I can't even say, uh, much about it because, I do believe that there's a difference between having a relationship with God and religion. And I believe that religion is based on all the rules and all the formats and all the nuances and all of the pseudo, you know, uh, quote unquote and air quotes and so-called that's religion, you know, um, because I believe relationship is very personal and in those relationships, when you've met the real God and you've met the real Jehovah and you've come face to face with situations in your life that cannot be explained other than the word, uh, other than the, the supernatural, I think that it tends to shape your worldview and you begin to um, relate to people different. You begin to relate to situations and experiences different. Um, right is right. Wrong is wrong. And I do think that there are things in the Bible that are very, very clear that we ought not do. You know, um, you, you, you have to, to consider the word from top to bottom. You've got to put it all together. You've got to unpack it. You know, you can't only have old Testament with no new Testament. You can't just have new Testament with old Testament, but you still have to be able to get into it, understand it, unpack it, you know, with your, your, your different translations and your concordance and understanding the word and the times to really be able to apply it. And, and it's a lifetime thing. It's not like a one time you get to this point, you reach it and boom, that's not what it is. It's a lifetime of things. And so me understanding that it's a lifetime of learning and, and, and a lifetime of being a student and a lifetime of having that connection with Christ I understand that we are always going to be evolving. We're always going to be changing. But unfortunately, we don't necessarily allow that growth and that change for other people. A lot of times I find, especially in this spiritual dynamic, that we have more people that want to hold other people to the standard in which they refuse to abide by for themselves. 
Um, and to me, that's religion. We have people that utilize the world's tactics in the Christian arena to try to get results. And that's weird. And, and, and let me just pause for a second and unpack that what I mean. Um, because I've run into this in the last X amount of years with, with the pandemic and the social uh, change and, and unrest and all of these things that we're combating right now in the world. I think that I've ran into it and I've seen it and we have people that are probably afraid to stand for something, probably afraid, trying to unravel themselves out of religion, trying to learn themselves. Because when COVID happened, I feel like um, we had to move away from the show. And I feel like this is why we have a rise or an increase in exposure and things that are happening because we've moved away from performance-based worldly tactics to real relational observations, real relational dynamics. And I think that that's important to, to speak about because if I am a believer and I believe at my core uh, in the nature of God, whom is goodness, who is love, who is um, all things pure and, 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 and uh, blessings, then I understand good and bad. And I understand that bad things come from the enemy. Good things come from God. I understand that there are bad things that sometimes happen to good people. I understand that we live in a world that offers free choice um, and free reign and that we all don't have the same understanding and we all don't have the same interpretation so with that being my base, I understand that my normal and your normal don't look the same, right? So that means that there are things that are okay for you to do that may not be okay for me to do. There are people that can still have a glass of wine, get piercings, get tattoos, curse, um, and feel okay because that's where they are in their walk. And it's not on me to judge those particular things. However, it does become on me to decide if that's something that I want to participate or partake in. Because again, like-minded, like hearts, what I believe my core, my baseline is, is how I begin to shape my worldview and how I begin to shape my experiences and my relationships, right? But then there's a general side of this. There's a very, very general side of if I, if I see you or know you, whether you're an associate or a friend or acquaintance or whatever, there's a baseline of how I treat you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm breaking that down because I want you to understand what I mean when I say utilizing the world's tactics to get a result or some form of a result in a godly arena. So, um, there, there's crossover, right? So if I, if I meet this person and, and, and this person Say I'm in the grocery store, they bump into me, um, they scuff my brand new mics, and I'm uber mad. You get what I'm saying? Like, for real, yo, you ain't see my foot there? I then. Now, I've got one or two things to do because who I am, as far as my relationship with God, it, it, it ain't something that I just flick on and flick off, right? It's, it's, a, it's what I carry. It's who I am. It's, it's embedded in the fabric of my makeup, right? So how I respond to that person is going to demonstrate or show a lot of who I am, a lot of what I believe, a lot of my character. Now, that's not to say that people, again, don't have off days, don't have situations, things that don't pop up. 
That's not what I'm saying because that happens and we fall short. So the difference is being able to see that, hear that, understand that and repent as needed. Right. But again, first nature, second nature, who I am, what I do, you bump into me, you scuff up my mics. If my immediate response is to cuss you out, call you everything but the child of God. Now, there's two things that have been tainted. My witness for Christ, if they ever know or see or connect the dots, that shapes their worldview about how believers are. Right. But then it also identifies who I am and where I need to grow. Right. So in the same breath, as I cuss this person out, treat them all kind of this, this, that and the third, then they have a reaction. And if they respond the same way, then I then we both just put fire on a situation. Nobody cooled it off. It is what it is. And that happens from time to time. Right. And you may not be able to adjust that when you leave, especially if you don't have an opportunity to go back and apologize and repent and all of that. Right. But it did something to you. It identified who you were. It identified what you believe and it identified your off moment, your off day where you've got to grow. Right. It it challenged the fabric of your love walk. All right. And so if I then take that and don't adjust that, then that means that I am now allowing myself to operate in what I know is not Christ-like, right? Because we understand, and if we don't understand that, um, we, we, we want to operate in the fruit of the Spirit, we want to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, we want to mimic and mirror the image and likeness of Christ, we want to operate in goodness and kindness and love and meekness and humbleness and gentleness, again, not not even saying that that is, you know, justification for you to be a, a, a doormat or a doorknob, but that's a whole nother podcast because there are lines, there are lines in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Hey, I love God, but I love myself at the same time. So essentially I have to then decide if I am going to make the necessary adjustment so that I don't become, um, uh, numb, so to speak, that's where I could pull out the top of my brain, but so that I don't become stagnant or accept that that type of behavior is okay because we know that that's a worldly trait. The world operates in chaos and confusion, hatred and anger, pride and envy. These things that describe the worldly are things that we can't necessarily cross over but also that we can't deny that we have on the inside of us from the influences and things that we've allowed to deposit on the inside of our hearts and our souls, right? So again, there's the key difference between relationship and religion in, in my brain. Now, I know there's going to be some folks that are probably going to be like, uh-uh, sis, we got to unpack that, we got to talk about it. And we might have to do this series a couple more times. This might have to be a uh, a continuing, continuing post, but I want to have these conversations because again, this is dismantling religion, right? This is calling out these things that I have seen that people seemingly find acceptable, um, that I don't find acceptable, right? Because it's, it's my opinion, my thoughts, my feelings. I get to do that, but how I get to conduct myself from that, how I get to grow from that is important, right? So, I, I, you know, ran into a couple situations where, you know, we've got people that are diehard born again believers and, and, and 
uh, certified saints and will profess the name of Christ and love God. And maybe they do, but their actions depict something else. Um, that passive aggressive, that manipulation, that, um, you know, kind of, uh, wiggle your way around what you ought to be doing. You should be doing being nasty, uh, under, you know, backhanded compliments, Again, high level because I really, really want to provoke your mind to begin to think of these things that you do in your life that you can change, that you can apply, that begins to um, unravel whether or not you're operating from a place of relationship or religion because it's very, very easy to do. And it's easy to do because performance. We have people that by tradition are continuing to operate um, how they were raised, what they were taught, what they were believed, because they've not necessarily dedicated themselves to being a lifelong student, per se, or learning the the nature um, and the changes and adjusting, but would rather operate under the formula. And nothing about God to me is a formulaic. Because you're going to find at some point in your life, and even I have had to come to this crossroad where everything that I was taught to do isn't working. Everything that I thought would work, should work, ain't working. Every way that I thought to pray, to talk, to uh, relate, to um, say, it, it, it stops. And at that point, you begin to realize that this is a performance. There's nothing I can do to essentially get God to do for me because that's not how he works. God is who he is and he blesses us because he's good, because he's our father, because we're connected to him, because he said, draw near to me. So I'm going to draw near to you to say, hey, if you seek, if you find, if you ask, yo, I'm, I'm in here. If you lack wisdom, holla at a player. I got you. If you need me to advocate for you, I will. However, you've got to be able to do those things from very, very pure places in your heart, very, very transparent places in your heart. It's like the person who says, hey, what do I do if I absolutely love God, but I can't stop having sex? I, I like it. It's a stronghold over me. It's, 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 I'm in bondage in this area. I haven't gotten delivered. I'm trying Am I going to go to hell? And my thought behind that is no, because no sin is greater than the other. Your sin of sex is no sin in me cussing out so-and-so in the parking lot. Both of us have to repent. And just because I make the decision to choose not to curse you out anymore, and you make the decision to choose to continue to fornicate, it's not up to me to tell you that, yo, you're going to hell. Now, however, I will say that as your sister in Christ, as a person that believes the word, I would have to say you have to unpack the root of why you're stuck in there. You have to unpack the root as to why you can't get past this thing. You have to go before God and say, man, you know, um, I'm working and I believe that God honors that opposed to someone that just says, listen, this is what it is and this is what I'm going to do. Uh, and y'all just going to have to deal with it. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, hold up. Because now, again, you've operated in the space of disobedience is still disobedience. 
You get what I'm saying? Uh, you can't operate in known sin and be okay with it and not expect there to be some form of consequences behind it. Just as though you can't operate in that space and think that, hey, God doesn't care. Because as you grow in your relationship with Christ and you understand that although, you know, so be it, life is complex and it's complicated and things um, things change and things are different. Your line, my line, all those things are normal. I don't justify anybody's sin, nor do I typically speak on it because um, I think that we've all been there, you know, and I will say even for me and my journey to be from being married to divorce to being back married, there's a stint in there in my singleness where I really had to iron that out. Oh, I fell quickly the first, uh, you know, year. But then after that, as I grew in Christ, as I began to understand why uh, I felt like I needed to do these things, why I felt like um, I was struggling in this area. I began to unpack that in my world to understand that, okay, God doesn't really want me to fornicate here because that's a sin against myself. Um, because it's only going to lead to additional hurt, damage, and heartache because down the road around the corner, there are going to be things that I want to do and experience with my spouse that I need to preserve. You know what I'm saying? That, um, the emotional ties and the soul ties and all those things don't mean me well, but I had to grow into that. Like I had to go before God. And that's what I'm saying that people that are in those situations, there's a difference in them sitting in it and, and just being like, it is what it is opposed to, I know that this isn't God's heart for me. I know that this isn't the thing that God would have for me. So I need to figure this out. It would be no different if I was drinking. It would be no different if my words were constantly negative um, and I had bad self-talk and I wasn't edifying myself and I wasn't operating difference between religion and relationship because religion will judge you and shame you and down you um, and try to separate you and put you underneath opposed to relationship is rooted in love, love of self, love of Christ, love for his people, love for humanity. Um, and I think that what we're experiencing right now um, is, is like, because I think for so long people have operated, especially the older saints, and I ain't talking about um, all the older saints, because I do believe that, again, it, it really varies person to person, situation to situation. But I'll say from what I've experienced is that people have been in this sphere where they've masked their uh, confession for Christ. They've masked their performance-based um, ordeal because if you're sitting under the word every day, as much as you say you are, if you're praying all the time, if you you know going to church and you testifying and you believe in the Lord and let me tell you what he did for me, but yet you in my inbox and you nasty, I got, I, I got zero tolerance because I don't understand it because what you see, what you say, how it all line up, it don't. And I choose not to participate in that because to me, my line, my normal, oh, I don't really want to rock with you. You get what I'm saying? Like these are things that we all make choices daily in our walk to exhibit, um, and, and it's a struggle for me, especially now in this season, because I'm at a place in my world where I, you know, I'd be wanting to let the folks know. Uh, I'd be wanting to tell them like, y'all wild. Y'all like, like y'all just wilding out here. Like, you know, you can't, I love God and be a racist. You can't, I love God and cuss people out. You can't, I love God and not have your business affairs in order. You can't, I love God and treat people like 
poop. You can't, I love God and neglect your children. There are very key things in there. Um, and, and before the folks cuss me all out, what I'm saying is love God and sitting in those things, right? There is a difference because again, you can have walked out this formulaic traditional experience that you've had for years and years and years and years and years. And one day walk into enlightenment. One day God begins to break down these barriers that you've had. And you're like, wow, for a long time I was operating in racism. I'm so sorry. I repent. How do I get involved? How do I do better? You know what? Wow. I was putting other people before my children, the children that God blessed me with and stewarded me, man, I'm so sorry. I repent. How do I, how God, how do I restore? How do I rebuild? Man, God, for so long I was operating, you know, and, and I, I loved you and I was in sin and I was cussing and I was fussing and I was fighting and I was doing this. And then you walk into enlightenment and it's, man, God, I hate that. I'm so sorry. I repent. Let me turn around because it happens every day. It happens all the time. Um, and so those things are not the things that I'm talking about. I'm talking specifically to the people that confess, profess, and, and say and, and have, but operate under performance consistently all the time. We see it. We know who they are. Um, and those, those are the people that we have to, we have to say, yo, that that's religion. It, it, it's, it's religion or you, or, or you just a hellion. I mean, pick, you get what I'm saying? It may not be my job to, uh, come over and tell you and, uh, you know, I got to be led per se at this stage in my life because words matter. They are critical. They do shape people. And honestly, it, it, it no matter what you say and what you know, if people aren't in a place to receive, if people's heart aren't inclined to understand, if their mind isn't wrapped around it to be able to understand the word that you're going to speak to them, they're not going to get it anyway. You get what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we want to deal with people when they're on, you know, oh, I seen you doing this, this, that, and the third. Let me go ahead and correct you. But but you also have to be inclined um, it, spiritually. You have to, you know, believe God for the utterance and um, the timing and things of that nature. It, it can be sticky. You get what I'm saying? Because sometimes you really don't want to talk out of turn because sometimes that deters people away. Sometimes that can ruin people a little bit faster than um, you just letting God work it out. You get what I'm saying? So we have to we have to understand that, too, um, because this thing is I mean, it changes every day, all the time. You know, it's not like today looks the same as yesterday. Tomorrow might be different than the day before. What was okay for me beforehand that I thought I could handle, that I thought was fine, um, that I thought I would make it through? Cool. Whatever type of faith that I thought I had at one point when a situation arises, I'd be like, well, I don't know what I was doing uh, because, listen, I don't have it. Why the peace factor is important. Why, why relationship is so important. If you think about how you operate in your relationships with your people and you think about when a conflict arises, um, and you're like, God, I really want to, you know, unpack this and deal with this. And um, what, what do I do? Well, there's a set of series and processes that you got to go through. Um, you have to own it. You have to be accountable. You have to be transparent. You have to be committed um, to changing it. You have to be willing to fight through it. 
there are a set of things that you'll have to do to iron out every piece and part of your life. None of it's going to come easy. None of it's going to come fast. And sometimes it may take layer by layer by layer by layer because this stuff out here is deep. Because ultimately, most of us have been impacted by life. Most of us have been impacted by other people's decisions and their relationships um, and how they treated us and how we grew up and what we thought. Most of us carry those things. And honestly, life is yet a series of learning and unlearning. No different than your spiritual walk and your spiritual journey, a set of learning and unlearning. I think the thing that makes us the most uh, different when it comes down to it is our ability to be honest, to be accountable, to transform, to commit to change, to walk through those things. I feel like that's the thing that makes us different. And, and ultimately, I mean, you can't really worry about just nobody but yourself, but you still have to govern yourself by these, these characteristics, these traits, these attributes, because there is a part of your life that's connected to your witness. There's a part of you that regardless of what you believe and how you believe it, you are accountable for the lives that you come across, um, that you, that you're supposed to steward the interactions that you have. Um, and it's why you don't mishandle folks. You know, whether you believe in, in the universe, the blessings, the God, the, the, the stones, the energy, listen, all of it to me, um, you know, indifferent, indifferent, similar, not similar. I mean, they're all rooted in a lot of these principles that we have, right? They're all rooted in a lot of these um, um, scriptures that, that, that we command, that we know. You know, you have other ethnicities, other cultures that believe, hey, if I want to be blessed, I know that I have to give, that I have to sow, that I have to, that I have to invest, that I have to do these things because they understand seed time and harvest. They might not call it that, but it's the same, right? Like there are people that say, hey, if I want good to come to me, then I just have to put that good energy out there because I, I, I want that. Okay. Oh, that's karma. Okay, cool. Same thing. Right. But we spend all this time, religion, dismantling people's beliefs, thoughts, and feelings based on the word usage or choice that they use, you know what I'm saying, or trying to misconstrue what we all know as a baseline. Now, you got some folks that just like to merge things together, and I don't recommend that because I do feel like you have to pick. You got to pick what you believe. You got to pick what you choose, and you got to pick to stick into that because that gets sticky. Um, You know, when you're trying to merge a bunch of thoughts and feelings and this and that, Sometimes it's hard to stand on a thing uh, because you've got too much information and you've got too much floating around and too much conflicts with this teaching and that, this, and that, you know, um, it, it, that, that's just my take. That's just my, that's just my opinion about it. But I think that we've come to a point, a pivotal point in our world right now where we have to dismantle religion where we have to understand that there's a new age and a new wave and there are shifts that are happening that God is commanding and calling us to go higher and greater and that our witness needs to be on point, that we have to be mindful of how we steward his people, that we have to be mindful at what we're doing and how we're doing it, that we can't just settle for anything, that we can't just operate in what's comfortable, that we can't just continue to walk and allow shenanigans to operate because you have to be able to take authority over the things in your world, in your life, to be able to operate your purpose and your call as for your life, if that makes sense. And so I, my, my point of this 
is to really get down to the nitty gritty and to ask you, how are you operating in your world? Uh, like in these areas, in these pockets, are you mixed? You know, am I operating in religion as it relates to the people, but operating relational as it relates to my children? Am I operating in religion when it comes to my spouse and gender roles and things of that, but but operating, um, you know, in, in, in relational with my parents? Am I on my job operating, you know, relational with integrity and character and all of these things in, in my business? Or am I operating with, listen, so-and-so didn't and told me I could do it. And that's just what it is. How are you operating your world? How are you advancing your call, your purpose? What are you doing to dismantle um, these things? Those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. If you are a person that says, hey, I believe in God and I love God and I have areas of struggle, then keep pressing, keep Keep moving, keep going, because as you dismantle those things, your relationship is going to grow. But if I, if you're a person that says, hey, I have been operating in religion, I have been operating in per- performance, I have been operating in um, these, these negative attributes, traits, and characteristics, now you have to ask yourself, how am I going to change it? What am I going to do? And sometimes that change requires breaking out of, of, of the formula, breaking out of institutions that are not conducive to your growth, breaking out of um, areas that consistently bring you down, going to places that consistently shape your worldview, your mindset, operating with people that don't necessarily line up with your thinking and where you are in those seasons, with your boundaries, sometimes in order to dismantle your religion and operate from a relational, healthy, whole standpoint, you have to separate. You have to break away until you're strong enough to be able to differentiate for yourself, until you're strong enough to say, oh, okay, listen, I mean, that's what you do. All right. That's not what I do. Then we're just going to have limited interactions and we're going to keep it moving. I have a ton of relationships and people that don't believe what I believe that don't do what I do that. Um, I mean, they're just dope humans and I love them, but I also know what I can and can't do. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I mean, we don't kick it. We don't stay over. We don't, we don't like do dinners all the time. We don't do this. Like we may hook up, we may see each other and just kind of move on. We don't talk on a regular basis. Um, and I think this is why you've got to have sets and series of, of, um, relationships and people in your life, your inner circle, your outer circle, your acquaintances, your friends, your associates, your network. Um, I think that's why this is important because in order for you to have a sober mind and a sober worldview, you've got to be exposed to these things, to see these things so that you can navigate through them, right? Um, because a lot of sometimes religion's biggest conflict is that they stick with what they know, that they are, you know, these four walls is, is it. And it's like none of that is to me true. Because ultimately, you are the church. Ultimately, wherever you go, whatever you're doing, however you're doing it, you are the church. You are the connection piece. You are what makes sense to those folks. When folks are looking at you and watching you in your witness, it's, hey, if I never opened up this Bible, 
But I just, I just watched you and mirrored what I saw you do when people are looking and not looking. Because believe me, y'all, there's a lot of people that are watching you when you don't think they're watching you. Um, and their worldview is being shaped by believers because of you. And that's on you. And, and I mean, that's just that that's that's between you and, and Jehovah. You get what I'm saying? Um, but it's true. If if people were to look at you um, without ever going into an institution or a building, without ever opening and cracking up their word, would they be able to make it in the gates? Would they even be able to get up to the to the to the wall? Because I've always say, listen, Jesus, I know I ain't perfect. I got a whole lot to do. I got a whole lot of work to do on myself and for the world. Um, listen, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I mean, I ain't got to be up in there with a big old mansion. I mean, I, I want a nice little crib, you know what I'm saying? But if Jesus is like, yo, sis, you just got in and we really just want you to be the Uber driver. All right, then. That's cool. Like, if you want me to be the custodian, like, I'm fine. I just need to get on up in here. You, you need me to clean the polish the gates, mop the floors. That's fine. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I'm striving to at least have me a little apartment. I don't really want no roommate. But in the event that that happens, listen, I'm just going to be happy to get on up in there. I'm just trying to live my life in a way that's pleasing to him, um, that's acceptable to, to him, and that I can actually walk out and do. That's my thing. Um, and, and, and so for me, that looks like not mishandling people. You know, not being nasty, you know, at least on a, uh, when I can prevent it, being able to walk away, being able to have hard boundaries, being able to um, operate and stand for a thing uh, and honor his word and honor his people. I love his people. Like, th- those are my baselines. You get what I'm saying? Like, I truly, truly feel like we make it so complicated and so complex and it's so convoluted because a lot of religion is rooted in control. A lot of religion is rooted in if if I can just make you do it this way, that it's going to be somewhat beneficial for me. And I think that's my biggest issue with it, to be honest with you, because I recognize and realize that a lot of things that I was taught to do um, and, and could do were there so that... Um, people could still get what they needed from me, right? It wasn't ever because this is how it is and this is what we do and this is the standard. This was, hey, we're going to slide in a little bit of control. We're going to slide in or remove some of your thinking. We're going we're gonna to do these things because ultimately we want you to jump when we say jump. We want you to, you know, do when we say do. We want you to give when we say give. We want you to operate in this sphere. Um, you know, we want you to be so people bound that we will cease and stop you from living and enjoying because ultimately, uh, we want to control, uh, and, and in those moments and in those things, you have to be able to say, ah, you know what, that that's not, that's not the nature of God. That's not what I think that is, that's not how I think that is. That's not what I want to be. So I just got to break away from that. And that's okay. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just the nature of, of what we're dealing with in a world that for centuries, 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 especially in our, com- our community, centuries, decades, eons, years, 
um, that this has been a, a, a form of control and brainwashing, all that. So quite natural, we're undoing. We're undoing the undoing. Um, and in us undoing the undoing, we have to be able to identify the doing and the doers. We have to be able to identify what lines up and what don't line up. And in order to do that, you've got to know God for yourself um, and understand that everybody operates in a different sphere because everybody has a different call, a different connection, a different purpose, um, a different ministry, a different audience. Um, everybody does. So it's essentially, it's not something that you can just uh, formulaic, get on out here and do um, because it's different. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this has probably been heavy. I, I really hope that it um, has sparked some thinking in you. I hope that it's made sense to you. I definitely think that we'll have to come back and do a part two. I'll wait on y'all comments and y'all feedback. Um, don't forget to like, share, you know. Um, but most important, don't forget to pause and press play. Don't forget to sit with this and listen to it as many times as you can to unpack where you are in your world and your life. Because that's what matters. Your witness matters. Until next time. Until next time, don't forget to tune in. Pause and press play. Until next time, don't forget to tune in. Pause and press play.